0: Amen. Let's jump right into the word of God. I'm talking about today is the product called mankind. All right. And I want us to understand and be reminded today that we are tested and approved. Called and not rejected. All right. The product is mankind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we are tested and approved. Called. Everyone say called. Called. Not rejected. Not rejected. When we look at the word rejected is it's it's a term of lack of value that means there is a lack of value when rejection is in place all right and if you ever uh worked in a factory or worked in a warehouse and they have products being built they always have to be tested are y'all with me they have to be tested right and if they're not If they're tested and it fails the test, they are rejected, all right? That means there was something missing in the product that wouldn't allow it to pass the test. There was something missing that wouldn't allow it to do what it was supposed to do. Right. You ever received a product or you bought a a toy and he was like, oh, man, for your daughter or your child or whoever it is. And you bought something and all of a sudden they open it up. And what was what is the big thing? It says batteries not included. And the kid look at you like, thank you, but I can't even play with this because you didn't get the batteries. Missing that one thing. Amen. Or, 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 or you receive a product or something in the mail or uh, something from Amazon, right? And we all see the box, right? And you uh, and, and receive it and it's missing something. And so therefore you can't use it to do what you want it to do, right? And then you gotta spend the time sending it back, taping it up, calling, all of this, so you can get what you ordered, right? Amen. Amen. So when God created man, he created man in his image, meaning his character of who he is, of who he is. And so when God created man in his character of who he is, he created them in a way um, um, and called them in a way to go into darkness. This is the reason why he created Adam and Eve to show who he is through their life. And in Genesis, he told them, listen, I want you to go for it and take dominion over the darkness. Right. And guess what? You have been tested and approved. You have everything you need to handle this business. You have everything you need to go through the darkness and bring my marvelous light. Amen? Yeah. 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 They were ready. They were ready. They was fit, ready to go. They could talk to God. They walked with God. They they could ask God anything. He was right there with them. They were ready to go to handle whatever was coming their way within this darkness. They were built and ready to go through the test. But then sin came along. Sin came along and it created a lack of value. Sin came along and it distorted the creation that God has made. For the purpose. And therefore, um, therefore, now the enemy is so glad and he's so happy that he's able to um, come into the God's creation and disrupt the plan that God has for their life. And so when he was able to come in and cause sin and havoc, now the ability of the image of God does not have the power and the ability to take over darkness any longer. Now they are not able to go through darkness and be able to be a marvelous light because something is missing now. And because it's missing now, they are now rejected. And the enemy always wants to make us feel rejected. He wants to keep us in a rejected state of mind. Keep us in a a state of mind where we cannot overcome. I want to encourage you today to... Don't let rejection set in, meaning that life says you are not capable of of healing. Life is saying you're not capable of love, that life is saying you're not uh, not able to proclaim victory, that you're not able to proclaim joy, that you're not able to proclaim you can overcome, that you're not able to proclaim that you have what you need to go over and make it over into the marvelous life. Because when pain hits, Rejection starts. It follows. And and, and, and when pain comes, it feels like you're stuck in rejection. And guess what? If you stay stuck in rejection, rejection kills destiny. Mm. If you stay stuck in the pain that has been caused in your life, Feeling that you're not deserving of love. Feeling like you're not deserving of proclaiming victory, of overcoming. Feeling like you're not deserving of, 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 of everlasting joy in your life. You will find yourself stuck in rejection. And, and when, when, when that sin came into the life of people, they were not able to see light. They were blinded by the darkness and lost in the darkness and not able to see themselves through And we're living in a world today where people are not able to see themselves through. They're not able to see within the darkness. And so we're dealing with people being stuck in rejection. And it's killing their destiny. And the enemy, the reason why he's so happy about keeping us in rejection is because he knows what rejection feels like. See, he knows what happens when you're rejected because he got kicked out of heaven before. He got rejected from heaven. He got kicked out, and he didn't like how it felt. He was told that you are not the king of kings. You are not the Lord of lords. You will not have dominion. Amen? And so, because of that, he wants to make sure that God's people will understand and know that you are rejected, that God doesn't love you, he doesn't care for you. You've been stuck in darkness. You don't have the capability of having love, of having victory, because you have been rejected. You are in sin. He wants to remind us that we're not able to overcome. Are y'all with me so far? Yes, sir. And the rejection stage. It says that you have been refused of all those things. Everyone to who know who Kawhi Leonard is—he's from the Toronto uh, Raptors. They won the champion NBA championship, and it was something that he said. He said um, uh, injuries should not keep you out of the finals if you can run, play. He was going through knee injuries, and 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 if he was removed, if he allowed the pain of life, of the pain of life, to affect him in a way where he says, "Listen, I'm in, I'm, I'm in pain. I'm going to check out the finals." They would not have won the finals without Leonard. There's no, no doubt in their mind that Kawhi Leonard was not there. They would not have won the championship. He was the most valuable player in the finals, and. And he would not been able to finish the race. He was tested against the odds. He was tested, and his training and what was put in him, what gave him the power and the ability to go through the darkness and to go through the test of trials and pain. And he had the will to win. Alright? And with that ability to keep running, it motivated him. What motivated Quiet Renner? Money huh? Hey, man, people are going to be looking at me next year. I'm about to get tacky, huh? Not only money, but the fact to win a championship in a city that has never won a championship. Look at me, huh? There was a lot of things behind the motive of, of having the determination to keep running. And sometimes money can be the factor, Right? But what he did will be forgotten. Everything that he did will be forgotten by people. For the moment, it made people happy. All right, Toronto, oh, my gosh, we won our first championship. It was fun. <laughs> we got it in They did all that crying, all that happiness. And guess what? They still had to go home and deal with issues. They still got to go home and deal with problems and still have to go home and deal with the the fact that um, they had no father at home. Still have to go home and deal with the fact uh, uh, being lonely. Still had to deal with the fact of thoughts of depression and stress. And for that brief moment, they might have had that happiness, but guess what? The things that he done will be forgotten. The things of the winning of, of the earthly things will be forgotten. And it will not last. And it will not carry the people of Canada through their issues in life. It, it was only for that brief moment they were able to handle things. And see, the enemy wants to make us feel like yeah, for the moment I will get you there and I will you will have happiness here, but it is not lasting. And he always wants to make you feel rejected. And then you find yourself in a tornado, in a whirl spin, in a situation where you're happy here, and then you're sad here. Happy then sad. Happy then sad. Because he doesn't want you to know that you have the power over darkness. In first John chapter 2, verse 17. It says the world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Whoever does the will of God, meaning what what you do for God will last. The things that you do for Jesus Christ, the things that you do for God will last. Everything on this earth, the things that you do on this earth is going to pass away. It's not good enough to help you through the things that you are facing in, in everyday life. It's not good enough to help you through the faces and the, and the people and, and, the, and the, the strong desires and the hurt and the pain that you felt. It's not strong enough to get you through. The earthly things are not going to help you make it. But it's the things that you do for God that will last you through to get you through what you need to get through. But what will help mankind to keep moving when all of the earthly desires keep losing its value? The hype of a new job. Woo-hoo, I got a new job. I got a new job. I got one of those offices with windows all around. Windows all around me. I got one of them upper room offices, right? You're happy. You got the new job. And then all of a sudden, oh, a wedding. Oh man, I'm about to get married. You gotta get the wedding together, all right? You gotta get the flowers. You gotta, gotta get the, uh, uh, the the DJ, you gotta, oh, you gotta do all the planning. Man, it's about to be a good time. Ladies about to get their dress. Oh man, it's gonna be nice. We all we, we get to the hype of the earthly things and we want to have the wedding, we want to have the hype, and then uh, the wedding happens, and then we have a new child comes. Oh man, it's a pretty little baby. Oh, the baby, the baby is here, and we're so excited, and we're so happy, the baby is here, and, and so we were filled with these emotions, and we feel like these things can get us through life. But guess what? The wedding is not enough. The new baby feeling is not enough. The, the, uh, the new job is not enough. Because guess what? In a new job, you still got to deal with folks. You still got to deal with people. You still got to deal with the boss. You still got to deal with co-workers. You still got to deal with targets. You gotta still deal with your own, own emotional um, attitudes. You still gotta deal with your own emotional um, desires and feelings. You still gotta deal with yourself. Even after the wedding, oh, the wedding was good. It was awesome. You still gotta deal with that man. You still gotta deal with that woman and all her ups and downs, all the men sideways and byways, huh? You still got to deal with darkness. You still got to deal with all of these things have in common is that sin hovers over all things. It's, it's, it's hovering over every situation. It wants to have a taste. It wants to have a foot in everything we do. Huh? It wants to have a foothold in your job. It wants to have a foothold in your home. It wants to have a foothold when you're walking down the street going to Walmart. It wants to have a foothold in your car. It wants to have a foothold in everything you do. Darkness wants to hover in every situation in our life. Huh? It wants a foothold. So no matter, even with that new child, that new baby, Sin was to come in and have a foothold, that child was so cute, and was so lovable, and so adorable, then they grow up and say, I hate you. What? My gosh, what happened to that lovable, adorable baby? That I used to push, they changed. Now you can't even touch them. Can't even look at him. Why are you looking at me? Huh? Man. Darkness wants to, sin wants to come, sin wants to hover over all of it. And as we go through the test of darkness, I want you to know is that we were created, tested, and approved, and called not to be rejected. So we go through darkness and we feel like I'm rejected, that I have no value to make it, to overcome. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13, this, man, this is awesome right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13, it says, no temptation. I want you to understand that temptation is a test. And listen, we can shout right now because it says no temptation has overtaken you. My God. That's it. No temptation has overtaken me? I can go home. No temptation has overtaken you, meaning that there is no test, nothing that has, can come against your life that can overtake you. There is nothing, no test, whatever you are facing, whatever you are going through, whatever your past was, whatever they said about you, whatever negative thing has been hovering over your life, no matter what has been done to you, it has not overtaken you. The test has not overtaken you. It hasn't overtaken. You might feel overtaken. You might feel overwhelmed. You might feel burdened. But the enemy wants you to think that you are rejected and that you are overtaken and that you cannot overcome the test. But the Bible just told me there is no temptation, meaning that there is no test that can overtake you. So why? So why are we allowing the enemy to have us feel rejected and undervalued, to fill in the place in the mindset that we can't overcome the test of trials in our life? Mm. The temptation has oh there, he said no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. What the scripture is telling us is that the only thing that can overtake you is what you decide. <laughs> The only thing that can overtake you is what you decided to overtake. If you decided for the test to overtake you, then guess what? The test is going to overtake you. But God is telling us, please stop deciding the test to overtake you because I have given you the power and the ability to overcome the darkness, to overcome the test. I don't know if y'all get this today. I don't know if y'all hearing me today. Whatever depression, stress, worry, Fear, doubt, whatever you've been through in your past, fatherless, motherless, someone put you down, the husband left you, the wife left you, whatever the test is, guess what? It has not overtaken you unless you decide it overtakes you. All right. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Y'all ain't attracted enough. I don't know if you get what I'm telling you today. I'm saying, whatever you've been through, whatever you've been through, baby, I'll let Maybe you've been beat before, molested, talked about, put down, maybe you've been addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol, whatever the chest has been in your life, it has not, everyone say has not, it has not, everyone say has not, overtaken you, you have to decide, it wins, oh. you have to decide, it wins. You have to decide what the world wins. You have to decide that darkness wins. <laughs> Y'all might my oh my God. Where am I? Am I in, G- am I in GGT? Yeah. God created us to have dominion over darkness. But the enemy is trying. The enemy is coming in and saying, we cannot because we're missing something, and the only reason why we cannot is because we're missing something. We're missing something to believe that with Jesus we can do it all. We're missing something to believing that with Jesus we can have it. That we're not rejected. That there's still value in our life. Oh my God! Because what we do for Christ will last, and everything that we do for Jesus. And everything we do for him, and when we lift him up, it's going to endure and last. So it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. The only thing that can overtake you is what you decide. And God, and the scripture says, and God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted. done to you. You can win. You can overcome. But not only that, He says, I will never give you personally, I will never give you a test that you cannot bear. Yeah. <laughs> <trabalhar> Meaning that the test that you're facing and going through, listen, I might not be able to go through it, but He gave it to you because He created you in a way This. I have built you for this. I have built you to win. I have built you to overcome. I have created you to be called. I have created you to be called and not rejected, but to overcome and be valued. Oh uh, y'all, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that the enemy is trying to block something up in here. The enemy is trying to block the word. I feel like he's trying to do. Y- y'all hear what I'm saying? He will never put anything on you that you cannot handle. That means if you're going through it right now, it cannot, it cannot, it cannot, it cannot, it cannot, it cannot overtake you. It cannot overtake you. No matter what sin you've done, no matter what mistakes you've done, no matter what you're facing, no matter when you jump the ball, it doesn't matter. It won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. It won't overtake you. He said it will, he, will, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can get there. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you... He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Say, so I can endure it. How will I not be overtaken by darkness? Listen, it's important that God is trying to show something through your life. That God is trying to show you something of who you are, of why you're created, of the purpose here in life. He's trying to show you something. Listen, I'm going to give you some... Good news and some news that doesn't sound too good, all right? Listen to this. I have some good news and I have some news that doesn't sound too good. What sounds bad is that God allows us to face sin and be tested and go through things. That doesn't sound good. God is allowing, God allows some things to happen in our life. God allows some things to go forth in our life, and it does not sound good. A loss of a mother, a loss of a father, a loss of a child, a loss of, of a child, a loss a loss in a relationship. It does not sound good. God, why do you allow these things to happen? But the good news is, is that he allows it to happen. Amen. <laughs> And the reason why that is good news, because I have a God who can direct my life to keep me from the things that I cannot bear. He allows the things to come in. He allows the enemy to come in and get put tests upon my life that I can't bear, that I can handle. But he's keeping and he's blocking the things that I'm not able to bear. He's protecting me. allowing things that I can handle in my life. He has opened up the door. He allowed some things, the tests and trials and darkness for me to go through because He knows I can handle it. He knows I can overcome But then it's so good because He's keeping me and He's protecting me from the things that I cannot bear. Thank you, God. It's like it's like a child. It's like a child, right? When you want a baby to walk and and you want them to get up. You know they're going to fall. You know they might hurt themselves. But because you are in control of the atmosphere, you're moving the table over here. You're moving the chair out of the table. <laughs> you say okay, Okay, okay. Now you're ready, baby. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I am you Come on. You can get back up. You can get back up. Come on. Hey, watch out. Watch out. My baby's on the wall. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa. Hey, mom. Watch out. My baby's on the wall. You're in control of me. God is in control. So, no matter what the test is, no matter what you're going through, I have a God that is surrounding the situation. Oh, my God. Oh, man, you're starting to get it now. You're starting to get it now. That is some good news. The good news is, is, He allows it so He can show Himself mighty. So, when I surrender, And when I trust him, his power is made known through my weakness. His power is made known when I rise up. His power is made known that people look at my situation and they say, you had nothing to do with that. What has made you rise? It was God. How did you come out of this divorce? How did you come out of losing your child? How did you come out of losing your mother and your father? How did you come out of losing your grandmother? How did you come out of an addiction? How, how, how? Never gave too much that I cannot bear. He gave me the power to overcome and it will not overtake me. It will not overtake me. me. It will not overtake me. Oh, Jesus, your spirit is in this place. You might say, you might say, what? God, can you just make yourself known by just giving me fame and fortune? This just sounds so much easier. God, can you just bless me with a brand new car? Can, people can see that. Oh, God, you done look what you've done for me. I gotta bless me with a brand new house. People can see your work when you bless me with a brand new house. People can see your work when you bless me with all the money, all the things, all of this stuff. But guess what? The devil can do that too. But what the devil can't do. Is raise you out of darkness. So, in order to show who I am, I'm going to give you a test. You're going to go through some things and I'm going to call you out of who you are. I'm calling on my creation to rise up out of darkness to show who I am. So, all this prosperity preaching, oh God, you're known by God when you have a new house. Yeah, I know you you God because you got all the money and all the power and all this. That's not how you are recognized by God. It's when you come out of darkness, come out of some addictions, come out of some stuff, come out of depression, come out of suicide. That's how you know that God is mighty and he's strong. It's not about the things that you have. All of that stuff is extra, if you give it to me, thank you. But our God is going to show His somebody because I want to be filled with His joy, His peace, His love, His understanding. That stuff cannot give me. No man can't give me. No woman can't give me. These earthly things can't give me. But I want the stuff that is deep down inside of me that can lift me up when there's nothing else around me. Yeah! Oh, God, didn't didn't the enemy tell Jesus, didn't the enemy tell Jesus all the kingdoms are mine? Didn't he tell her, I got the authority to give you this. I got the authority to give you that. I got the authority. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And if you look at it, it's an exclamation point. He's yelling at him. Get behind me, Satan. I don't want this stuff. This stuff doesn't show who I am. The stuff that you're giving me. I want to please my God. I want to please my King here to serve my king. Yeah, you can give me this stuff, but that's not how I'm going to be recognized of who I am in God. Oh, Jesus. You're not rejected. There is value in your life. There is value while you're going through your tests. I want you to know today and remind you today that to be encouraged, don't get discouraged. Jesus went to his hometown in Nazareth. He He was told and people saw and people heard of how great he was. And the rumors spread and and everybody was talking about how great this man was. And I want you to understand is that the enemy, the enemy... His goal was for people to reject Jesus. And his goal is for us to stay in rejection, to feel undervalued, to feel less in value by the tests and the darkness we face on our day-to-day life. I want to let you know today, Because the enemy was rejected, he wants Jesus to be rejected. He wants Jesus to be cast out. He wants Jesus to be out of the mind. He wants Jesus to be out of the picture. So whatever he can do to make him be rejected out of our life, he will do it because he is the key. He is the ingredient that we need to go through our darkness and overcome and be a marvelous life for the world to see who God is in our life. So Jesus went to his hometown. And when he went to his hometown, the, the synagogue, he went into the synagogue and the tradition is if you come into the synagogue and you open the book and you read a passage of scripture in the Bible. Right. And I like what Luke Luke is the only one who goes into depth of what this looks like because Luke is more of a 3D uh, person. He's more of a uh, he gets into depth of the physical to the natural thing was going on in the situation. So he gets deep in detail on what's happening in the natural. And I want you to understand today and know is that when Jesus went into the temple of the synagogue, he opened up the Bible, he opened up the book and it landed on this verse. And the enemy is afraid He is terrified for us to understand our calling to come out of darkness. He is terrified to hear the call of the Lord to proclaim our freedom and to come out of darkness. So when Jesus came in and he opened up the book, he opened up the book and he began to read this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and recovery to the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he ended with, I am here to fulfill that. That is me. That was the first mic drop. Jesus invented a mic drop. Can you imagine them sitting there looking at Jesus, this man that's been in their town and this man that walked around, this common man saying that he is the man, that he is the one to proclaim victory over the life, He is the one to call people out of darkness, that he is the ingredient to help people rise up, to come out of their sin and their enslavement. Can you imagine him sitting there and then saying what he said and then mic dropping and saying, I am the I am. I am the fulfillment of this scripture. Yeah. Mic drop. Can you imagine him in there texting, who do he think he is? Sin. And the person over here in the synagogue was like, I do not know. Sin. It sounded good, but man, sin. So they began to communicate in the synagogue, yet they were astonished at the same time they were hating. They're astonished but at the same time the enemy had to whip his way in and tell him listen this is not no 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 we've got to get this man out of here because I need to keep the world under darkness I need to keep the world under my hand I need to keep the world under my control who does he think he is calling people out of darkness calling people out of freedom I am the king of this world the enemy is angry right now oh my god He is angry at what is happening here. And so Jesus... Jesus began to say, and he began to talk about how Elijah and went to this city over here, and how Elijah went to that city over there, and people were not delivered because they didn't believe. That people were not delivered because they didn't come and accept the call of Jesus to come out of darkness. Meaning that they had the power to overcome, but they decided, they decided not to be healed. They decided not to be delivered. They decided. Why wasn't people healed, too many people healed in this whole town? It was not that he didn't have the power to do it, but they decided not to be delivered. Oh my God. I want you to know today is the enemy wants you to make a decision that you cannot be delivered. The enemy wants you to make a decision that you can't overcome. The enemy wants you to make a decision that you're going to be stuck in darkness. And when they were so angry and after they sent all their texts and got everybody riled up and they got everybody mad, they got up out of their seat and they began to lead Jesus to the top of the hill. They began to, Can you imagine them grabbing Jesus and then pushing him and then leading him to the top of the hill where the city was? <laughs> and so they put him on the top of the hill. They all let him on the top of the hill because they're getting ready to reject Jesus. But what's so powerful i want everyone to know is that you cannot be rejected when you're called by god you cannot be rejected when you're called by god. you cannot be rejected you cannot be stuck in the darkness you must rise you must rise you must rise, you must rise. god allowed jesus to be rejected in his own time, he allowed Jesus to be pushed to the edge of the hill. He allowed Jesus to be pushed to the point where to be casted out to die. And I want you to understand is that the enemy has played the scenario out. Is that's how, isn't that how he got kicked out of heaven? Uh-uh. Out of the top and got pushed down. He wanted Jesus to be rejected the same way. He wanted Jesus to be pushed out the same way. So when he got to the top of the hill, he, when he when it was getting ready to throw him out, to get ready to say, you are not the healer of darkness. You will not be the one to overcome. You will not be the one to get us out. Jesus said, listen. I don't care what you try to do, but I've been called to do a work by God. I've been called to be a deliverance. I've been called to proclaim freedom. I've been called to come out of darkness. I've been called to come out of situations. I've been called. And so when they begin to try to push him over the hill, he just walked through. Can you imagine? Can you imagine everybody at the top of the hill? Wondering, we're looking down, like, where did he go? I promise you he was right here. I promise you there was a, he was on the edge of giving up. I promise you he was on the edge of going in the top. I promise you he was on the edge. Sometimes we might be in a situation where we feel like we're on the edge and we feel like giving up. And the enemy has pushed us to the edge. But I want you to understand today, you are not rejected, but you are called to overcome. Yes, God. Allowed some things to happen in your life. He has allowed some situations to happen in your life, but you have been called to walk through it. You have been called to get through it. Jesus walked to the next city and he began to proclaim freedom, and people were healed, people were delivered, people were set free. So my encouragement for you today is that you must walk through it. There is somebody that needs to hear your walk through. There is somebody that needs to hear on the edge, but you decided to overcome, that you decided not to be overtaken, that you decided to hold on to God And I'm going to walk through every rejection. I'm going to walk through every doubt. I'm going to walk through every fear. I'm going to walk through every depression. I'm going to walk through every addiction. I'm going to walk through every past in my life. I'm going to continue to walk through and believe in God and not be casted out because I am valued. I am an overcomer. I am, oh God, because that same man that proclaimed victory now lives in me. And because victory. Now I can proclaim that I am an overcomer. Now I can proclaim that I am free. And when I proclaim it, you can be set free. Jesus. Oh God. Oh Jesus. People need to see you walk through. People need to be a in awe. When they see you come out of darkness, when they see you come out of rejection, the world has says you've been rejected because of your past and your sin and this and that, someone has told you you're not worthy and you're not capable, I need you to walk through it. And proclaim the power of Jesus over your life. There is no test that can overtake you. You have to decide to be pushed over that hill. The time is to decide to walk through it. Let us stand.